Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let's take a minute and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today and for another opportunity to learn more about you, Lord, and to learn the truth about you, Lord. And we just thank you for giving us the ability to be with you, God, and to do your will, Lord, that you have given each and every one of us a special assignment, Lord, and that they work together to bring your will about on the earth lord as it is in heaven lord and so we just thank you for the daily bread that you give us each and every morning lord fresh and anew and your mercies and graces that never cease lord and your love that never fails so we just enjoy it lord in jesus name amen amen Amen. jesus name amen and amen well good morning and welcome everybody we are excited to have you with us as we're continuing our study on the lord's house and our, right now, our focus has been on revealing and walking everybody through earth as the choosing ground, understanding why the Lord created it and our purpose here. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to yes. continue with that. Um, honey, I will turn it over to you to take the lead on this. Um, and then we'll just. I'll say, jump in as uh, as needed. Okay. All right. All right. Well, glory to God. Okay. So you said something that was really important. Um, what does it mean choosing ground? This is a God has separate separated a time and a space and a place for humans to make their choice of whom they will serve, whether they will serve God or not. And. There was something that we've kind of been um, discussing, you know, at home in our time, and that was, you know, a question in many people's minds is, why am I here? Why are why am I on this planet? What's God's purpose for me? And you know, why are humans in the earth in this way? And things like that. Mm-hmm. And it is something that baffles some and confuses and. But some find life in Christ, and we, we hope for everyone to come to the knowledge of who Jesus is. So let's talk about that. Why are we here? What's happening? Um, we talked about last week how God wants us to understand him. He wants us to understand what he's doing. He, he wants us to understand um, Jesus and, and fullness. He gave it to us. It's a mystery that he left for the church. And he wants us to have it. He wants us to come to a full understanding of, of who he is. And there's various scriptures that you can reference to find, um, find that, that that's truly what God wants for us. And that's Romans 11, 53, 2 Corinthians 2, 14, Ephesians 1, 17, Colossians 1, 10, 2 Peter 1, verses 2 and 3. And I mean, there's endless scriptures that tell us that God wants us to know him and to come to a full knowledge of him. And so it doesn't offend God when we seek him for guidance and when we understand his ways, he desires that. Okay, so 
we're going to pick up where we talked about um, right now the seven churches. So last week we went over eternity. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 happened in eternity. And during that time frame, that's when Lucifer decided he was going to usurp God and become God and replace God. And God had to deal with him and kick him out. And as a result, Genesis 1-2 happened. Um, the word for, um, let me turn there real quick. The earth was without form and void. That means um, unreality. The, the words used there in Hebrew means unreality. And it's called tohu, which is confusion, unreality. And um, we know God does not do anything in confusion. Correct? Okay. Yes. So something happened to cause earth to leave its course. And that's when Lucifer got kicked out. And the angels that decided to go with him, the third of the angels that went with him, were dealt with. And then God created time and separated it out of eternity to deal with the sin or the um, tainting of the heavenly community. We heard Jesus reference often and his prophets say a little leaven leavens the whole lump. We yes. know that the spiritual is first and then the natural. The spiritual realm is always happening. That's the real place. And then the natural is a reflection of what's happening in the spirit. Um, which is why Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world that was already finished in the spiritual realm, and then it had to be carried out in the natural. So in Genesis 1, verses 2 through 4, was a separating of two kingdoms. We see the, the dichotomy where God said, um, this is in verse 2, the earth was out of a state that he created it in, and then the Lord um, said, let there be light. And then he divided light from the darkness. That's him dividing the two kingdoms from not just like when we turn a light off and it's dark in the room, not when he created the moon and, and said, here's daytime, but creating this is God who is in the light, who there's no darkness or variation or shadow of turning. And then here is darkness, which is um, Satan because he's no longer the, the anointed cherub. He is now Satan, an adversary and those that choose to belong to him. So as we are moving forward, you also see in Genesis verses one, um, I'm sorry, Genesis one verse 14, that's where time was created, where the Lord listed out, um, says, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. So that's time getting its official stamp. And then to, to understand that we're separating two kingdoms, um, LeCharles, will you read Second Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 16, please? Promise. Yes, Molly. Can you read First John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7? Yes. And then Layla, can you read the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44? And I'm sorry, have your roller skates on today, everybody, because we're going we're gonna to go through the word and look at this and examine it, you know, how God has left it for us to understand in the scriptures and with revelation from the Holy Spirit. Whenever you're ready, let me know. I'm there. I'm ready. Okay. okay. 
Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Bilal? Bilal sorry. Mm-hmm. Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell with them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Amen. So there's that thread that we've talked about last week, how God has stretched that band and said, this is what I want. I'm your God. You're my people. But also you see in there God saying there is a separation between light and darkness as in the the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the adversary. There's a separation. I know oftentimes in scripture we, we reference that particular scripture in marriage. However, the mystery of the church is that what? We are the bride of Christ, mm-hmm. correct? And then yes. when the end comes and the heavenly community is restored, it is a purified and clean new Jerusalem, new heaven and new earth coming back together again into one. So the lamb and his bride is described as both the place and the people. The bride of Christ is the place and the people. Mm-hmm. So we like to think of things in a very natural standpoint, but we are spirit beings and we have to look at from a broader standpoint and look at it from God's perspective. This is what he's actually talking about, the heavenly community. And then it's echoed by patterns through everything, all the way down to the individual human life, from the grand spiritual eternity side, all the way down to the natural human life. Next. Okay. First John 1, 5 through 7. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Thank you. Amen. And so when it says there's no darkness in him, it's talking about evil and wickedness. There is no wicked, nothing unsavory about our God. There's no evil in him. He is only good. He is only life, light, and the truth. Okay? Um, John 8, 44. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Okay. That was Jesus talking about the, he was actually in the moment talking to the Pharisees and telling, letting them know that, no, you're not a part of my father's um, kingdom. You're not doing the things and the works of my father. If you belong to him, you would be like him. But since you're doing the things that are like the adversary, I can tell, I know that you, your father is someone different than God the Father. Again, a separating of two kingdoms, two different perspectives. Now, I mentioned the seven churches, and this is something in particular that God ministered to me about, because I, I like many, I had the question, what's happening? What, why is all this stuff going on in the earth, and what's the point? Is it just for me to live and, and do good things and then go to heaven? What, What's the point of this, God? Not in a way of um, challenging 
the value of being saved and just taking myself, you know, myself arriving in heaven and I can only be saved for me, but I can share the gospel with others to help them go to heaven as well. But when the Lord brought light to show me that there's more happening than what I realized, it also, it, it actually gave me freedom and liberty to let me know that I am working towards a greater cause. Everything I do in, in fellowship with the Messiah is in communion with his ultimate goal. I'm helping him bring his goal to pass. Yes, he doesn't need me to do it. However, if I can cooperate with him, that's a blessing to me. So it just, it brought liberty to me to know this um, information and purpose for my, my personal walk. So the seven churches, you notice when in Revelation, the Lord starts talking with them and he, he lists out the first six. And the first six churches have all decided something for God. Some of them are kind of waffling. Some of them have fallen away from that, but they all made a choice. Correct? And yes. God will come and say, correct what you, correct this problem. And then you'll still you will endure this last phase and then you'll be able to partake of the reward that comes from choosing and serving Christ. But one church is different. And as you read about the seven churches, the first six, they all have their particular things with God that he says, this is well done. This is not well done. Fix it and, and remain. Um, but the, the seventh church, the Laodiceans, did I say that right? Yep, gonna go, honey. Okay, okay. It'll work. All right, I'll take it. Um, in Revelations three verse sixteen, sorry, let me get my Bible open there. He says to them, "Now remember, and I want you to go over this in your your personal study time and read through it and watch the language that Jesus uses. Watch what he says to them. He tells them to fix it and." You know, as he does, he is a good shepherd. He guides us and he corrects us. He tells us to get in align, alignment, what is outside of his, his will for us in alignment with him. But this church, he says, because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the same, the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. After every church that Jesus spoke to, he said, he who has ears, let him hear. Because he meant, yes, I'm talking to these people in the natural, but there's something deeper that's being said. And catch that with your spirit. So this, that the people did not make a choice, was of bother to the Lord. 
Anybody agree with that? Yes. yes. Okay. Because it's important that we make our choice. Now, remember kind of rewinding just a little bit that when Lucifer decided he was going to replace God, he tried to overthrow God in the presence of, in the eyesight of the heavenly community. Yes. So everybody got to see that. And a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So when the third of the angels went with him, they were beings that would ultimately make their choice to pursue the adversary. But God always gives us an opportunity to choose, right? Yes. So um, what beings we were in our spirit form had to come through this time to purify the heavenly community, to make our choice. Whose side are we on, right? This is the completion of that same problem that happened in heaven. Now it's coming through time to be purified. Just like the woman and the flow of blood that happens in her body, the menstruation is a releasing of what's old and needs to be done away with, right? And it's a a purifying time for her and a cleansing time for her. So, anybody have questions about that so far? No? No. Okay. Now, I want to look at this, and the, the word describes the wisdom of God as manifold. So that means it's layered upon layered upon layered upon layered. God can speak to one thing, and it sounds like he's talking about one thing in the natural, but he's talking about many things in the spirit. So let's, let's look back at Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. All right. So in chapter two, this is where woman makes her appearance on the scene. There's some other things that happened in chapter two, but I just want to talk about this part really quickly. Um, in verse 24, this is following when the Lord put a deep sleep on Adam after the Lord brought the animals to him to see what he would call them. And there was no helper found that was comparable to him. So the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and the Lord took his rib, closed up the flesh, formed that rib into woman and brought her to her husband. And verse 23, this is what he said. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Then verse 24 says something very interesting. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Question. What mother did Adam have? None. None. Are you sure? Yes. Yes. He just had a father. He just had God, his father, creator. But yet he's referencing woman. Um, A mother, should I say? He's referencing a mother. Now, that is a prophetic um, declaration about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mother is representative of home, right? And yes. Jesus left his heavenly abode, his home, 
came into the earth in the flesh, just like we have, and lived a spotless life, a sin-free life before God, died on the cross, was buried for our sins, and was raised again on the third day. Right? Yes. So, Adam, you know, this is, you mentioned um, the Babe Ruth calling the shot. God always does that. He always declares what he's going to do, right? And, he, um, and, and the, Job says uh, something similar in the book of Job. And scholars would say that Job is the first book written in the Bible. But he says um, that naked he came from his mother's womb and naked he will return there as well. So um, I can find the exact place while you're talking. But I just wanted to point that out. It's, you know, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let something be established. So here we have Adam, but then, uh, or, and Job say something very similar. Amen. And the Lord does nothing unless he first reveals it to his prophets. I believe that mm-hmm. was at Amos. So that's his, that's God's pattern. That's how he transacts business. So he lets everybody know. I'm, I'm calling a home shot because Adam is not the literal beginning of all of creation. He is the beginning of creation as we know it, the way it looks today. Because we already referenced the, you know, what happened in Genesis 1-1 and the eternity side of creation. So let's look at, Charles, can you look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 12? And promise, can you go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31 and 32? Yes. I'm there. Okay, go ahead and read that for me. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not lead the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? Okay, and read Luke 15, verse 4. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? Okay. So this is one of those multi-layered references. Humanity is the one. Yes. We, we often take that as our singular. God would leave everything. Jesus would leave everything just to pursue me. Right? Um, yes. And he did do that. He did. If he came to die on the cross and it was just one person on this earth, he would not have spared one lash, one strand of hair, one tear, one drop of blood. He would have taken all of it and died just the same, just for one of us. But, and it's also referencing him leaving the, the majority of the heavenly community to come down and redeem this section of it. Yes. You got Ephesians 5? Yes, but excuse my other verses again. 31 and 32. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning concerning Christ and the church. Amen. Again, that's referencing the Genesis 
chapter 2, verse 24, this mystery is overall the reflection of Christ restoring the heavenly community and presenting it to the Father as purified and clean and one. Now, because God is a God of patterns, we see that also reflected in the, the marriage of one man and the wife God prepares for him, right? Yes. Okay, but that is not the focus of it. That's not the only meaning. We reflect in our marriage what Christ is doing in the heavenlies, what he's doing in the, the spiritual community. Does that make sense? Yes. All right, amen. Okay. So going back to, I'm sorry, everybody, you can't see our little, our, our little map we're looking at, our little timeline. And go ahead, Dean. Well, I just want to remind the listeners as you're saying that, that if you email mm-hmm. at a day of prayer, yahoo.com, you can get a copy of the timeline. It's not being put up anywhere else right now. And until the Lord directs you to do something with it, you will. Mm-hmm. But if That's you right. ask for a copy, you're happy to do that. Absolutely. And just want to also remind the listeners that, um, or give some perspective, maybe if you're where I am. This is weighty. This is very weighty, what we're discussing. And this is a deep dive into what we're talking about. That started with the temple and the Lord's house, and now we're moving into the aspect of earth, the choosing ground. And all this is going to come together, I know, as a personal relationship with John and Kamisha, that um, they are true to what the Lord is sharing with them, and they will help you understand this and if you have questions about it, if you have doubts about it, if you have whatever it is, just email us. We're happy to address those. I say we. They're, they're happy to address them. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy to be part of this. But, yes, it is weighty. I'm feeling the weight of it myself. But I also ask you to be patient and stay with us as we go through this. I guarantee you'll be blessed by it. Amen. Absolutely. And, and the reason why there's so many scriptures provided is so you, whoever's listening, can search the scriptures for yourself. And let the Holy Spirit minister to you and and teach you and walk you through it just like he walked us through this. Um, We we encourage you. Go search the scriptures to find out Mm -hmm. if what we're saying is true. We're not offended in the slightest. We absolutely encourage you to do that. We prefer Mm -hmm. that you do that. Mm -hmm. Don't just take our our word for it. Of course, we're going to be truthful. But there's a difference when the Lord reveals something to you. Mm -hmm. And in even greater detail. It, it's amazing and it absolutely changes your life. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Thank you both for saying that. I really appreciate it. The Charles, can you read first Corinthians chapter 15 verses 24 through 28 to us, please? And then yes. Layla, can you get second Corinthians chapter five verses 17 through 19? And promise. Real quick, before they read that, um, we mentioned Job. says the exact same thing as Adam. That's in Job 1. Uh, The actual verse is verse 21, but I'll read verses 20 through 22. Of course, it's after Job loses pretty much everything he had. It says, Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. Amen. Amen. And we have to bring that point up. Job didn't charge God with wrong. 
And we see how the contrast with Adam in one breath blamed both God and his, his spouse, his mm. wife. Mm-hmm. Amen. And Again, not to point out flaws, but just so we learn, so we don't repeat the same mistakes. Amen. Amen. Promise, can you grab Luke chapter 10, verse 22 for me? Yes. And you ready, LaCharles? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who puts all things under him is accepted. Now when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Amen. Layla? And I'm doing 2 Corinthians 5, 15 through 17. 17 through 19. 17 through 19. Okay. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Amen. So, when God separated time out and the earth, he took it from its eternal place and brought it into what we know as the natural, and initiated time it was for the purification of the heavenly community was to work out the sin that had contaminated or tainted the spiritual the heavenly community separated the two kingdoms so that everyone would have the opportunity to make their choice we talked about last week that angels can make a choice but they don't have the right to and humans have both the right and the ability to make choices so christ his blood is to redeem humanity not angels. We, we read in Second um, Peter 2 and Jude 1 that they are chained under darkness and there is no redemption for them. That's done. So all of time that we know, time, not eternity, but time has been set apart for this cleansing process and all of it is for the reconciliation. Jesus has been working to reconcile all things to himself. And at the appointed time, he came into the earth, which I did not put on the timeline, but he came into the earth and finished out in the natural what was already done and determined in the spiritual him taking on flesh living dying for our sins being raised again and being returned to the heavenly community community seated at the right hand of the father which is what we'll have amen um so that is the whole span of time and when everything is finished to his satisfaction then the end will come and he's going to hand everything back to the father and then we will again have god's divine order in place and sin will be done away with eternally you'll see the the completion of the heavenly community what we were going to be looking like is revelations 21 chapter 21 and chapter 22 we're not going to read those today but I did want to reference just really quickly, Genesis chapter six, you see the angels mixing with the daughters of men, having children, things of that nature. And then the earth was destroyed in the flood and then time was reset in um, Genesis chapter eight, verse 22, just to bring our picture together. 
Okay. There's a lot in there. So let's pause there for today. And um, let you or give the, the listener time to search the scriptures, to check them out, and to let the Holy Spirit minister to you. And of course, like we had already commented, to reach out and ask any questions that, you know, ask us any questions that you have. Um, of course, ask the Lord first. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit that teaches us, um, all of us, and leads us and guides us. But we love to connect with you. And you can do that either through our website at a day of prayer dot org or through our email at a day of prayer at yahoo.com so with that can i get someone to close out in prayer please i will all right I promise lord just thank you for today just thank you for giving us the ability to choose in just not just assuming something for us like also just thank you for Making where we're able to love you and that you're a loving God. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.